Welcome back into the Murray State Basketball Podcast as we are now just one day away from the start of the 2022-23 season as Murray State will finally open up the year on the road at St. Louis taking on the Billikens. Coming up a little later on, we'll talk with uh, Studerando from the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, beat writer for the Billikens, get his thoughts on uh, what the racers should expect coming up tomorrow night. Uh, as they take on SLU. I had a chance to, uh, upon uh, second viewing uh, of the Brescia exhibition game from last week, again, racers, no problem in the end on the final scoreboard, 102-57. Uh, a lot of good things uh, coming out of that game. As, as I said last week, you know, it's it's a it's one of those net positives where you don't feel bad about anything, Uh, that you should feel good, and that's hard to, maybe hard to wrap your head around a little bit, but at the same time, you know, this is, Monday night is we're we're finally going to get some answers about what, some answers, not all the answers. This is going to be, (laughs) you know, this is, uh, as uh, as the late, great uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper once said, uh, just when you think you know the answers, I change the questions, and that's the way this is going to be. I feel like this season is going to be for, for really maybe the next six, eight weeks, is it's just going to be a work in progress trying to figure out, uh, you know, who in terms of rotations and who's going to be, you know, the impactful guys. And I think that, you know, certainly Rob Perry, Quincy Anderson, I thought they both played really well. Quincy Anderson, you go back, he didn't miss a shot from the field uh, on Wednesday against Brescia. Six of six. Knocked down a couple threes in 24 minutes. He had 17 points. I thought one of the most impressive parts was just his uh, ability to rebound uh, with seven on the night. Actually led the team with seven. Had a couple offensive boards uh, as well. This team, 12 three-pointers on the night. uh, 12 for 22. You know, Rob Perry had four. Quincy made two. Jacoby Wood. Had two. Kenny White made one. Jackson Edwards made one. Patrick Chu made one. Justin Morgan made one. A lot of guys made shots. Uh, and some more guys took shots. I, I, th- I think that is going to be sort of that, again, that offensive diversity where a lot of dudes, especially, as and as we saw, Jamari Smith, a guy who's going to be one of the one of those guys that you expect to be able to score in the post. And we saw him you know, get to the free throw line successfully and I think I described him as a freight train, just just getting to the basket and, and drawing fouls. But he has shown, you know, did it last year at Division II Queens, knocked down, I believe, 38% of his three-point shots. Uh, he he attempted one. So you're going to have a lot of guys shooting threes. We'll see how that sort of reigns in. It's easy. You know, it's easy enough when you're playing an NAIA team for everybody to feel loose and free uh, and to let them fire. But uh, you've got a lot of guys that can score, and I think that is uh, certainly a positive moving forward. Now, the first 10 minutes of that game on Wednesday, not great. Uh, so they they had four four turnovers in the first five minutes of the game, but they only ended up with 11. And I think if you go back and you look at those 11, you know the majority of them were unforced, and so that is and really it. You have unforced and then maybe even unnecessary. You know, at times you've got, you know, Jamari Smith trying to Euro step from the three-point line and, and you know, Quincy Anderson trying to make a 
just sort of an unnecessary, you know, rainbow pass cross court that ends up in the third row. And uh, I believe it was you know, Jacoby Wood trying to run the break and, you know, trying to fire a 70 foot pass down court that ends up in the band. I mean, just stuff like that, where it's just, it's opening night and you're, you're, you've gotten ahead of yourself a little bit, but that number very easily could have been in the single digits. And I think those are very much, uh, you know, correctable errors uh, moving forward. Going up to play this slew team uh, on Monday night, you know, we'll talk with Stu Durando about it. This is a team that's going to want to shoot the three. Uh, the number that has been sort of quoted is, you know, 26 to 28, uh, that they, they want, they are going to shoot a lot of threes and Murray is going to have to defend and they're going to have to defend without falling asleep. And we saw that a little bit on Wednesday, you know, Tay Smith at guard from Brescia, man, he got, I mean, he was four of 10 from beyond the arc, but he didn't need much space. And when, when he got that crack of daylight, he was able to knock those shots down. And that is, that is really going to be a point of emphasis for Murray. Uh, just in terms of having to stick, maintain your assignments, not fall asleep and, and be able to, uh, try to defend. And then, and then off of that, got a rebound. Now, the good thing is I, you know, the point that we saw, uh, on, on Wednesday night is the guards rebounded, you know, Quincy Anderson, seven, Rob Perry had six, Jacoby Wood had four guys that are able to, you know, Jackson Edwards got six. He got six rebounds in six minutes. Uh, I don't know how much time we will see him play. Uh, but, but the, everybody's going to have to rebound, uh, because again, this is an, I think as I described it the other day, undersized bigs, but oversized guards. And so it's kind of just a lot of guys at the same size, but uh, we will see how uh, they are able to, uh, how they're able to crash the boards and really handle things against, uh, certainly against a, on paper, better slew team. Now the difference between these two teams, again, Murray's bringing no one back, DJ Burns, and then Slew's got everybody back. And they've got the continuity and so on. So that will certainly be the contrast uh, that we will have to see uh, coming up tomorrow night. The Billikens have a young man by the name of Javante Perkins. He was their leading scorer in 2021. Uh, Missed last year uh, with a knee. Didn't play in the exhibition game uh, against Missouri-St. Louis, which was an 81-58 win, which we'll talk with uh, Stu Durando about. And as Stu mentioned, uh, they are expecting Javante Perkins to play. Uh, they've got Yuri Collins, who stepped in as, uh, you know, he is the point guard. He's the leader of this team, led the nation in assists last year, is prone to turn the ball over. Uh, so we will see, you know, if he is able to, you know, we saw Murray apply some full court pressure uh, against pressure. We will see if that pressure and just, you know, some active hands from the guards and such, uh, if they will be able to be able to turn slew over. Because, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. The more easy baskets you can get, the better. But I think certainly on an opening night with, you know, the so-called jitters and all of that, of playing on, the, playing, uh, uh, you know, on a relatively big stage, I mean, you're going to an A-10 team, you're going into a building, and it does this, this number makes no difference to anyone on the team because none of them have been there for it. But, you know, Murray's number one at SLU. I believe it's 0-8 all time. And so, uh, you know, you're going into an atmosphere – a great building to play basketball in and you know as steve prom said you know st louis it's kind of you know they're hoping it, it is a it's a bookend of the season 
you know, you're going to you're going to open the year with St. Louis, and you're going to end the year in the Valley Tournament at Arch Madness in a different building, but also in St. Louis. So hoping to uh, sort of bookend the year with uh, with double positives. Uh, we saw uh, Sam Murray uh, rolled an ankle there at the end of uh, at the end of the game with Brescia. No official word on that, but certainly optimism was fine, and, and just uh, you know for competitive reasons, expect that to be uh, one of those tightly held secrets until until game time uh, on Monday night. But uh, we will, you know, hopefully see him in uniform and all ready to roll, uh, much like DJ Burns, which again, that, that uh, coach's decision holding him out on Wednesday was, was uh, just a precautionary deal as much as anything and, and expect him as uh, Steve from told me on Wednesday, expect him to be ready to roll uh, coming up tomorrow night uh, against SLU. All right. Let's uh, let's get some thoughts on the Billikens and what the racers can expect uh, as they roll into St. Louis tomorrow night. And we'll do that with uh, with Stu Durando uh, from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. All right, Stu Durando, St. Louis Post Dispatch. Uh, Slew uh, gets a win over Missouri St. Louis the other night, eighty-one fifty-eight. Travis Ford upset after the game. Uh, is that is there justifiable angst on his part, or is that hey, it's the first week of November and Everything is uh, chicken little for these college coaches. Yeah, he's probably anxious, uh, more anxious, maybe a little right now for this season just because of the expectations and uh, where they probably should be at this point in terms of uh, performances just because they've played a lot together. And, um, you know, he sets the bar. He's setting the bar pretty high um, from the get-go. So that that had a little bit I would imagine to do with it, and in that and then that game they weren't particularly sharp. But it's been a couple of weeks now, and he seems to think they're getting it together. In terms of those expectations, uh, is it? I guess what's what's the foundation for those expectations other than hey, we want to be you know we want to be an elite program, and and yeah. you've obviously got a lot of guys coming back. Well, they've got the core of last year's team coming back. Um, you could essentially say they have five starters back because uh, Javante Perkins returns after sitting out all of last year when he, he tore his ACL in um, an exhibition game last year. So he was out the entire season, uh, A-10 player of the year favorite last season before the injury. Um, so they've got all these guys who have started. They've got the leading scores from each of the last two years. And they brought in a pretty good uh, uh, core of depth to to work around those guys, including Javon Pickett from Mizzou and a few others. And um, they just think this is definitely the most talented team they've had since the NCAA tournament years uh, when Majerus was here. Javante Perkins said miss last year, didn't play in the exhibition because of an ankle injury. Uh, any any insight you can provide? Do, should we expect to see him on Monday, or is that still a sort of a game-time decision? No, he's been practicing the last week. He missed a couple of weeks. Um, I think they were being ultra-careful, especially with the, the knee um, and then the ankle uh, sprain. But he's been back. He played in their scrimmage, secret scrimmage against Bradley. So he should be, uh, unless something happens in the two days beforehand, he should be ready to go Monday. Expectations are high. Uh, is there is pressure starting to, to leak in uh, towards this coaching staff and Travis Ford? Obviously, you lost a year with COVID, which would have been an NCAA tournament year, but you know haven't haven't been able to get that year in year out. Uh, right, being able to get there. Where where does it sort of stand 
community wise and maybe, you know, obviously internally he always wants to excel, but just the pressure with him right now. Yeah. So this is year seven. He's been to one tournament. Um, uh, when they won the A-10 tournament in 2019 uh, with a pretty good team and then lost in the first round. So um, is this seat warming? Maybe. Uh, I think people are pretty happy with the trajectory he's had, the recruiting. There have been various things that have happened to kind of derail um, the team a little bit in, in recent years. covid you know, everyone had COVID, but they were ranked and really on a roll when they got hit by COVID and were out for more than a month and never quite got it going again. Perkins suffers an ACL injury. Um, they had some other situations with players that really um, created some issues um, with suspension several years back. So it's been one thing after another. Um, they've had pretty good groups. And so this year, I think the I think the NCAA tournament is a definite expectation this year along with some kind of progress in the tournament because they feel like that's the kind of team they have they want to shoot i think it's i read you said they want to shoot somewhere between 26 28 threes uh, a night um did they have the goods to be able to to shoot at that volume and have it be uh have it be a productive approach yeah um it, it would appear on paper Gibson Jimerson's a proven um, three point shooter over 40%. Um, Perkins comes back as uh, you know, they're like one a and one B and then they have a junior college transfer sincere Parker, who is considered uh, as good as those two. So between the three of them, um, that's where most of your threes are going to come from, but they've got three or four other guys who can also hit from distance. So it's, it's unusual for, you know, Travis doesn't usually talk about, you know, wanting to shoot threes or having that be a priority. But he said since the summer that that is definitely a priority. They need to do it um, in the exhibition. I think they took 28 or nine and Javante didn't even play. Um, Fred Thatch can hit threes. Um, Pickett can hit some. Yuri Collins showed an improved shooting touch last year. Um, I think he shot 36% from three. Hargrove can make threes. So those are guys that are supplemental to the to the top three guys who are all potentially around 40% shooters. Murray State obviously is is the giant question mark right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, 12 new guys, uh, a, a, a returning new coach uh, for for the Murray State fans that are looking for some slice of optimism. Maybe what what is what is the Achilles with this St. Louis team that uh, if Murray is able to exploit it, that, that they may have a shot on Monday night. Well, um, we had to think hard. It remains to be, yeah, they, I mean, they definitely have some issues. Turnovers have been a problem um, at times with Yuri Collins. Um, last year, he led the country in assists and turnovers. Um, and the team sometimes falls into that problem as a group. Um, that's something I know that's, troubled uh, Travis Ford during the preseason a little bit, and he harps on it a lot. Um, rebounding, this has been a really good rebounding team the last three or four years among the top 20, 25 in the country in rebounding margin, but I think there's some question mark as to how well they're going to do this year. Um, and uh, they haven't proven that quite yet in in practice and in exhibitions and scrimmages, so that could be up in the air. And 
you know, they just have a tendency sometimes the offense to go stagnant. Um, despite all the weapons they have, you know, uh, occasionally just things don't run well. And, you know, that could tend to happen in an opening game. So, you know, this is this is a dangerous uh, opener for SLU, for sure. Um, even though with all the unknowns uh, surrounding Murray, um, they obviously brought in some great talent. And um, they're going to be I mean, people are going to be watching them as much as they are St. Louis. Read your uh, your your feature with Yuri Collins uh, recently, and and a kid. To your point, he led the tur- led the country in assists and turnovers last year. That that <laughs> volatile type of point guard, but uh, entered the portal, uh, decided to come back uh, again. From your conversations with him, did you think he was close? Maybe not in the moment, but but in retrospect, was he close to leaving? And the follow up to that is, is he? Is he content being back, you believe? I definitely believe he's content being back. Um, I, how close he was to leaving, I don't know. I don't I don't think he was, an, you know, I have this offer and this is the one I want and I'm about to take it close. But um, he was setting up visits, so he wasn't just focused on one school, even though there was a lot of focus on Tennessee being the, the target. Um, he's... I, I believe he was setting up visits to multiple schools and he was going to consider those and whatever happened in that, you know, at the end of that week that changed his mind, who knows if we'll ever know, but um, I definitely feel like he's definitely content here. This is his team. He runs the team, everyone, you know, the players listen to him, you know, he's that cliche coach on the floor. He coaches uh, players after practice, the younger guys um, after the coaches leave Um He's very much invested in this season. Awesome. All right, St. Louis, Murray State, 7 o'clock Monday night uh, at SLU. Studerando, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Check his work out at sceltoday.com. Thanks for coming on with me today. Thanks for having me. All right, well, for those interested, uh, the racers, pretty big underdogs. Vegas has it at 11 and a half points, which, you know, I – I don't even know what that means right now. Again, this Murray team is is there's just so many questions. Just so many questions. Don't just don't have any idea what we're going to see uh coming up tomorrow night. I think that that number is as much a product of Slew's got a whole bunch of folks back and Murray's got, you know, one guy back. And obviously the racers have a lot of talented kids, but uh, just a matter of of uh, gelling and trying to go in on the road and and steal one uh, on uh on opening night. Uh, seven o'clock, they will tip it off tomorrow night in St. Louis. I'll be up there and uh, looking forward to taking in the game, and we'll uh, we'll have another ride home uh, podcast coming out of this one uh, as well. But uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to basketball season finally being here. As uh, the racers, it's going to be a tough November, and certainly, uh, I mean, you could argue maybe no tougher game on the slate than the one they're going to face coming up tomorrow uh, against Slew. So looking forward to see how they are able to handle. Uh, the environment, handle uh, the class across them, uh, the class and talent that they're going to uh, face, and and let's get this season rolling. And uh, very much uh, looking forward to that. So that is all for today. Thanks for listening to the Murray State Basketball Podcast, and we will talk to you coming up on Tuesday morning after the Racers and the Billikens hook it up. Have a great day.